We got three points. I'll drink to that. This is the Orange Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Okay, as I said, three points. Um, don't worry, we'll get to that. But, uh, but first, we're going to talk about what's to come, and uh, I've got a whole bunch of Fun, some familiar, long-lost faces to join us. I will start with um, everyone's favorite noisemaker, Cameron. Cameron Millage, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just this week is trying to wrap everything up, change addresses, move stuff around. I'm, uh, I will be moving where Tony is located on Monday. That's exciting. That is, um, that is grad school, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, San Diego State. Vamos Aztecs. Um, yes. Well, you already name dropped them. Let's get them on. Tony. <laughs> Tony Sanchez of two balls and a mic. Um, and for many people, that garage might look quite familiar from a very famous interview of his. Tony, how are you doing? How is San Diego? Good, good. Uh, thank you for having me uh, here to try to fill in the giant shoes of one uh, Alan Underwood. Um, so, you know, a huge trader that he has left uh, us for the day. But thank you again for, for, for having me here. And San Diego's great. And uh, we're going to go ahead and have a brand new uh, soccer stadium for the Aztecs. So you can come and check it out anytime you want, Cam. Wonderful. Uh, you I know, I'm going to try to get to a football game, too. When Snapdragon gets uh, underway. Look at this guy. He's, he's already a San Diego local. I'm waiting for that 619 phone number change, Cameron. All right. Two more guests joining us tonight. Taylor. Hi, Hello. how's it going? How is life going? It's been a while since I've been on the show, and you've been on the show, but that's mostly my fault. Taylor, how is life? How are you celebrating these, uh, these three points? Oh, we've uh, just been really excited about it. We haven't been able to get to game in person, and we won't be able to get there this weekend, but now we're just like itching to get back after seeing how much better we're doing as a team. It, it, is, it is amazing what 90 minutes can do. Uh, finally, last but certainly not least, my favorite beard, Larry, at the Butterfass. Larry, how's it going? Uh, it is going fantastic. And Dylan, in honor of you, I have been eating a bunch of vegetables lately. Um, it's not easy for me to do, but I'm choking them down and I'm working on getting back in shape. My foot's getting healed up and I can actually start running again. So, Fat guy running is again fat guy running. I I am so happy to hear this. Mostly a vegetable thing, but uh, <laughs> as a somewhat former and maybe kind of current runner, why not? The running thing is cool too. All right, now, yes, three points, and I, I did say we talk about that, but we have something to talk about first. This Saturday, we uh, we get to host San Diego Loyal, uh, Tony's club down there. Um, well, last time probably wasn't the best result for Orange County. Um, 
last time probably wasn't the best uh, night for a certain man named uh, Bissell and a certain man named uh, Longmire. But who knows what's going to come this time. Hopefully no fisticuffs. Uh, Tony, for those of us who maybe haven't paying attention to the uh, league's golden child, how's San Diego doing these days? San Diego is is doing fantabulous around these times. There's no such thing as a cloud in the sky, much like you guys up there. But soccer-wise, it's not too bad. Uh, being second place right now, as it stands, um, is is a good spot, especially with uh, some performances that were rather dodgy, uh, especially away. Some results against uh, Los Dos, which thank 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 you for taking care of those uh, pests. We're not going to see them ever again because they're moving on to MLS next. Uh, but San Diego is is playing well. And just alluding to that uh, Orange County-San Diego game here in San Diego, it was um, it was a very interesting kind of heated uh, game. You know, usually these two teams go back and forth on a soccer sense, but it was good to see, you know, some fire. Uh, obviously not good for the results with the red card, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen because Kyle Vassell is out with a shoulder injury. We talked with him uh, at this last game and doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back anytime soon. Uh, no sling, but, you know, there still may be fireworks uh, up there, uh, up to five. Yeah, it's a, it's a little interesting one because at least, and I'll, I'll ask Cameron about this in a second, but I don't think that poorly of of San Diego. You know, it's a, it's a nice... It's a nice little 90 minute jaunt down the road. I mean, it's apparently good enough for Cameron to go to school there. So Cameron, why tell us what's, what's happening here? Why do you sense a hatred of orange County growing into your heart now that you're going down there? No, um, I am. I'm so I'm solidly on board with the County County line. And that, uh, I don't know. It's kind of being, being a part of the club since the rebrand. It's, uh, I, I don't, I don't fancy myself part of the locals and I feel like it would just be the ultimate betrayal. And I understand, you know, like I don't hate San Diego. (laughs) I don't hate, I don't hate, I don't hate San Diego loyal. This is a, this is my roots. They're my roots. You know, I, I, I like them infinitely better than Phoenix. That's for sure. And (laughs) so it's, it's kind of like when, when they go up against San Diego, it's like, all right, you know, I have I have no hatred for them, but I am Orange County. So it's just being a part of the club, being a part of the everyone knowing each other. It's like, I can't just be like, hey, guys, I'm switching clubs. No, no, it's just not that. It's not that. That's good because, you know, you might have some explaining to do and maybe some fisticuffs of your own coming your way if, if you're switching allegiances. I'm going to talk to a man who probably doesn't feel the same way about San Diego or a certain um, manager of San Diego, but you can take a drink anyway, everyone who's playing that game. Larry, um, I mean, what's the what's the key to success here for Orange County? Well, first of all, I, w- I would like to say to Tony, um, I'm really sorry to hear that uh, Kyle Vassell will not be at the game this weekend. Um, all of us in the County Line Coalition, we were planning on bringing some boxes of Band-Aids for him. Because, you know, he got that cut last time. Uh, and that would be the last time we played Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal. I'll join in. <laughs> yeah, we're all drinking. You know what? Honestly, it's, it's not a hatred. It's a rivalry. Uh, it is a rivalry that we have had a lot of success against um, just up until recently. And part of that has to do with, you know, 
hey, OCSC, we all know it. OCSC's having a tough year. But I think that the last time that we played them, um, I felt like it was a really, really good game for Orange County. For most of the, if I remember correctly, and I have to go back and watch, but for most of the first half, we were pretty dominant in that game. And only a dumb penalty cost us, you know, what should have been a 1-1 tie. And we had that long string of really committing a lot of dumb penalties and giving away PKs. You give away PKs, you're not going to win soccer games. This is this is true. Um, Taylor, I know uh, in your past, you've been quite the fan of uh, a nice defense, which Orange County has admittedly not had so far this season and still conceded two goals over the weekend. But um, off the back of the Los Dos performance, what, what is your key to success for this game? And just how, uh, just how high are you feeling on Milan Alaska at the moment? Well, for, for defense-wise, I think um, – I know I wasn't optimistic about this and kind of, like, iterated that I don't think it should have happened um, or should be an option at the time, which was switching out Rakowski for Shuttler. But I've kind of – you know, I'm eating my own words at this point. He's been doing great and having some great games. Um, so I think that's pro- – like, and he's probably talking to his back line. That's what I'd imagine and expect from a goalie. And if he's performing like he is, like, I can't see why he wouldn't be. So I think that's going to help in the defense um, – and we didn't have Shuttler in goal uh, last time against um, San Diego Loyal. So that'll be interesting to see this time too. And I've always been, a, I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, same as what Larry was saying, we need to not give away those penalties and we're starting to not do that. So that's great to not have multiple per game. So that's excellent. But um, the fact that we have a low ski up there doing that, you know, that's, that's going to be huge. And without him, like it's a bit of a, a bit of a downer. Um, like if you look at the rest, like scoring wise, but we have Torres there as well, who's still keeping himself up there, but a lot of it's coming off of a, a low ski. So we're, it's, we're riding on just a low ski up the top, but I think the way he's performing, I don't see that stopping any, anytime soon. He, he must be like riding on his own high at the moment. So I have, I have strong feelings and strong hopes for, for this game. I think we all do because uh, I think I hope I speak for everyone when I say this, but I would like to see a full ninety-five minutes of um, eleven v eleven this time, and and just as exciting as last time. Um, Tony, I, I have to ask you: when Grant Stoneman is on a yellow card, uh, eighteen minutes into Saturday's match, just how is San Diego going to stop Milanowski from putting one or two in the back of the net? So I think that might not be the the approach that they want to get, right? If they're going to get in a shooting match uh, with Milan, who's just has just been captivating. He's been on fire. Just so great to see. Um, but I think that there are enough defensive tactics where Elijah Martin can kind of close in on them. Also use uh, somebody uh, Orange County is familiar with, uh, Charlie Adams, uh, in a more uh, back defensive role. Uh, he had some rest. Uh, in this in this last game, so uh, their options there defensively. My worry is going to be on that uh, offense side. Obviously, not having Kyle Vassell up there is huge. Uh, you do have uh, Tumi Moshabani, who's coming uh, once again, who loves to score against Orange County. Uh, so hopefully, that's going to continue. But overall, I think it's going to be uh, a a good favorable match for Orange County in, in this in this uh, sense. I said that we'd be happy with a two two draw, but. Overall, um, I think that Orange County is going to want some revenge for what happened down here. And I think that even that questionable penalty call, like it's it's one of those things where it happens. And, and if not for that call, it's like I said, a 1-1 draw. So 
Um, it's going to be a very interesting match. And likewise, I hope that we see a full game of exciting back and forth uh, soccer without, you know, referees intervening and wanting to be a center of the, the attention. Well, Tony, it's the USL, so there's never any guarantee. That being said, good luck to him. I know they're um, getting some intrigued training, so maybe we're not that far off from good refereeing and good play on the pitch. Um, Ray got us off with a Ray got us started off, excuse me, with a ten nil Orange County uh, prediction for this game. So, and he's not even drinking. And he's not even drinking. So who knows what he's getting up to at the moment? Maybe it's just a lack of sleep because it's pretty late out there on the East Coast. Well, it's predictions time. Taylor, why don't you start us off? I'm going to go uh, 3 1. Orange County takes the win. Okay. Larry. Well, I think that uh, Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal will score one. And I think Milan Oloski is going to score seven or eight. Now, that's that's an exaggeration, obviously. I'm going to go 2-1 Orange County against Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal. Apologies for those listeners who aren't familiar. We are all oh, sitting in silence as we take uh, drinks. Um, and if you haven't started this drinking game, warm your liver up before Saturday because you do take a drink every single time. You will be housed by probably the 17th minute listening to the USL announcers. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, we're going to go to you. We know you're going to have a different answer. But uh, what, are, what are you drinking over there? So I'm actually drinking uh, L. Smith. Uh, it's called uh, 394, uh, the hazy version. 394 being Tony Gwynn's all-time uh, batting average. So shout-out Tony Gwynn. Shout-out Sandy good State. The good fact, Tony Gwynn is still the all-time leader in assists in basketball at San Diego State. So take that fact and use it as you will. (laughs) The best thing to ever happen to San Diego outside of Landon Donovan. I guess we have to drink more. Okay. Oh, I'm not stopping. All right, Tony. um, Who's who's winning? Who you got this thing? So on the podcast, I had said a a 2-2 draw, but, you know, being put – Put in the on this in this situation representing San Diego, um, I think I think I'm gonna have to be a realist, and I, I think it's gonna be a two-one Orange County. Uh, I do feel like it's gonna be a revenge game for Orange County, and sometimes San Diego just doesn't respond well to certain situations and games like this in the past, and so still having a couple of key injuries on there, and like you said. Grant Snowman's probably going to find himself with a yellow card, you know, as he touches the, that pitch. So um, that's going to be something to look for. And hopefully, you know, it doesn't bite him in the butt too much. But I think it's going to be an Orange County thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not as much of a homer as, as uh, Allen, fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This past weekend, I did not pick an Orange County victory. So that, that caught me by surprise. Cameron, who you got? Um. Like going off a of last mass match, I mean, like we went we went five to two, but I think that was an aberration. <laughs> um, I I predict chaos. I'm actually going four three Orange County. Whoa! I think I you know you know I think I mean it's a mixed bag. You don't know it's like I mean yeah has the season gone well? No, not in the slightest. But they, we have firepower, but then we also can't defend that well. So, I'm going for chaos. 
we're, and, we're having and three points. We're we're having a little bit of a maybe a common enemy or opponent of uh, Orange County and San Diego. We're having a little bit of Phoenix in us at the moment. Where, um, you know, if we can score four goals in the game, we're probably okay. But oof, man, we might concede three every single time we step out there. Um, a lot of you have chimed in with some. Well, just actually two of you have chimed in with your predictions so far. That's Ashley with a three-one to Orange County, and uh, my personal friend Mikey. With a 2-1 to Orange County, I have to echo Cam's uh, sentiment here. I think this is just going to be a shootout. This is going to be some craziness. Um, I'm going 3-3 Orange County to uh, San Diego, Landon Donovan, San Diego. Man, the drinks are hitting, so. Attaboy. Cheers, everyone. Do I have to crack open this thing? I, I had to get another one in there. Fourteen-year-old Glenn Levitt. Is this, this really is... worth a fourteen-year-old Glenn Levitt? No, <laughs> I'll pass. You know what was is is having Orange County put Landon Donovan in his place, like you guys said. Thank you for helping him put him in second place in the Western Conference. So, salud. You know, I don't need, I don't think we had to drink for that one, Larry. But I appreciate you going for it, and Tony okay. went for it as well. This is quickly divulging into a drinking contest. Before we're too incoherent, um, just to get us into a celebratory mood, is there any last thoughts that any of you have on this match against Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal? Do you, are, you, are, you, are you drinking lemon there? Are you drinking lemonade there? No, it is. Um, this is a handsome Johnny for the uninitiated and the unfamiliar. Uh, this is a ginger ale and vodka, which is is pretty killer combo. Um, no thoughts, I'm guessing, because maybe no, no, the liquor is taken over. Actually, I do. I do. Um, I think that uh, I think the last San Diego San Diego game was a big turning point for the team. Like I said, we played really well against them. I felt. Um, the next game we played really well against Phoenix. And if you saw my articles that I wrote, they mentioned that uh, th- those facts. Um, the The next two games were, uh, what was it, Miami and who the hell did we lose to? Um, Monterey, God. Um, but those building blocks of those two San, uh, San Diego and the Phoenix game, those helped to propel this team forward into that 5-2 win on Saturday. Um, and I think I think right now is where this team turns the corner, and I do think that we are going to take down Landon Donovan, San Diego Loyal. Cheers to that. All right, I already, Tony. I already ran out of my drink from all the mentions of them, but I, I would I would still, but it's too far away to go grab another. <laughs> we respect it, Taylor, because we're going to get to you in just, in just a minute because we have plenty to talk about. Tony, I think this concludes our little um, – I'm not going to say it. San Diego discussion. Thank you for joining us. Please plug anything you'd like to right now. Anything. Where can we find you? Yeah. So you can go ahead and find me and my podcast at two balls and a mic. That's the number two B A L L S A N D M I C two balls and a mic on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can find us. We talk San Diego loyal. Uh, We talk of a certain manager that manages uh, that team. Uh, we talk to him very often. Uh, and just overall, I want to say thank you again to all of you to, uh, for the invitation. Um, and one thing that I'll leave with is like, even though that the standings are what they are, I think anybody in San Diego would uh, in a heartbeat trade and say, okay, to a terrible season like this 
for the opportunity to be a champion. So congratulations to you guys. Like that's that's something that uh, was, you know, just got to tip the hat to. So congratulations on that. Um, until the, the until you know Landon Donovan, San Diego Loyal ends up winning it in this season. Well, you know, Tony, I know those San Diego teams are not used to winning. Ouch! Not the San Diego Soccer's indoor team, MASL. Yeah, that, oh. that is true. Them and their fifteen championships. Uh, they got to start sharing with the rest of you. But maybe not this year because we're we're really loving having the only uh, having the only star in the Southwest. Tony, thanks for joining us. Perfect, thank you. All right, I think it's party time. Taylor, go get yourself another drink because it's time to talk about the first three points in a little bit. And uh, All right, I, will, I will be right back. Hit, hit other people first. Of course. Okay. Well, five goals. Um, and I'm sure there's a time that we've last scored five goals, and I really can't think of it. FC Tulsa. FC Tulsa? Was it really that long ago? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, Larry, I know you were there in the stadium. I was with there. A certain child of yours taking photos. I, and I you was. were even writing about it. So if you I, haven't checked that out, go do so. But, Larry, your thoughts on this match? Uh, first of all, um, when the second half started, Milan scored that first goal it was 24 seconds uh we were so unprepared for it that i was standing over next to liz and she didn't even have her camera ready and got and she missed getting a photograph of it which she doesn't miss anything if you look at her photographs we just kind of looked at each other and said you know what the hell happened two minutes later albie bangs went in now all of a sudden we're up three one i'm standing over off on the side actually where we were putting all the goals in um kind of coaching grayson a little bit on the pictures and Brian was, Olaski had walked over and he started warming up and so did Tommy. And I actually said to Tommy, I'm like, what the hell did the gaffer say to you guys in, in the locker room at halftime? And Tommy's response was, well, I wasn't actually there, but it had to be something good because those guys came out on fire. I mean, popping those two goals so quickly. And then, then they started pressing for the next, I don't know, 15, 18 minutes. Um, it was just great to watch. It was fun soccer to watch it's the soccer that this team is capable of playing and should be playing and should have been playing all year and if we play this way saturday against landon donovan san diego loyal it's going to be a repeat yeah i did it again you're welcome but it was fun to watch it would have been a lot funner inside that stadium if there were actually people there i mean a twenty-seven thousand seat stadium with 200 people in there it's just you just kind of sit there going, okay, well, this is lackluster, but hey, this is what happens. It does happen. It was a real, um, real statement that maybe if some other things had gone right and we'd been a little bit better uh, earlier on in the season, you can see why we were champions last year. You could see maybe, maybe just the little steps towards um, towards greatness again, but. You know, I, I do want to give a special shout out. I've been pretty hard on them this year. Uh, Kubo Torres with a real nice finish to get us on the board. And I mean, Milan Atlaski, wow, on his weak foot, no less. Uh, that was really something. So <laughs> that was pretty great. Taylor, please give us your thoughts on this match. I know none, you weren't there, like just about all of us, because Los Dos refuses to sell tickets. But I mean, you've got to have some superlatives, I'm sure. 
Well, uh, so we were watching, of course, and I'll have to say the first half, I was like, what is this? It was so choppy with the amount of like fouls that were in there. And it was just like a stop start game. I just felt like there was no fluidity to it. But then once that second half came around, granted, it was us doing fantastic, but it was just so such a better like game to watch. It was like if we could have done that for minute one, how we were playing, um, it would have been so much better. I think maybe the halftime was needed just to like reset maybe where we were at. Um, there was less fouls. There was less um, negative aggression, I would say. Still positive aggression in there in, in like for the game. You know, you, of course you need that, but it, it was just so much better flowing both sides. And of course it was amazing to see OCSC come on top like that. I would still love to see us not concede that second goal. It was a great goal. It, it really was like Shuttler got a hand to it, just like not enough because it was a powerful strike. But that's something we need to learn to shut down so that we're not going out there and expecting one, two, three goals every time. But it was really nice to see them back and, and playing like that the second half. Um, you know, I love my literature. A tale, to, a tale of two halves, for a chance. Cameron, Absolutely. Uh, give me your thoughts and any random noise you have about this game. Um, very, it's very, it was very Jekyll and Hyde, very Jekyll and Hyde too. So that's a very good one. Nicely done. And, and uh, <laughs> but it's just, I guess when you kind of look at these games and you just kind of just like, well, where was this? Like, where was this the entire season? And just like, I mean, early goals help. I think scoring on the second, uh, 42nd, 47 seconds into the second half unsettles teams. And so they're trying to Galaxy G2 are trying to regroup, whereas Orange County is just, you know, relentlessly going at it, going at it. And it's it's good to get three points. And Milan Olaski has become I mean, I've always kind of thought I always thought that he would be just like, all right, he's gonna be the X Factor this season for us. And he has. And he's fit in, you know. I guess when you have Kubo Torres kind of still, I think, underperforming and still had a good finish. Um, it's just, it's kind of just the, I guess when you're in the USL, you, there's more, there's more of a chance for parity and, you know, players come and go. And sometimes you just, it just takes a while to figure things out. And, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain, you know, you, you know, you, we wish they had these. We've had game. We should have games as early in the season, even the mid halfway point of the season. But I, it's just, it's a good feeling to at least have Orange County win. Like, just, it's a good feeling. It's like it's very fleeting, and you know, at the heart of it, it's just, especially against G two, it's, it was great. It was great. <laughs> And I'd like I'd, I'd like to add to that too. I mean, I don't think we cut it quite as close last season, but this is kind of like what we began to see near the halfway point with them, where we just like finally found our groove, turned it around, and then we went on to win, you know, the championship. And it, it's great to see maybe like, or at least give the fans hope and like a, a like a positivity, like and, and a want to go to the games now because I knew I know quite a few people were like, oh, like why like go and face another beating. So it's it's really good to see that they're doing it again and Holden is on again. So I, I'm I'm really excited for it going forward and hope they keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, 
plenty to be excited about. Five goals, three points. The return of one very special player and brother of Milan Olaski, Brian Olaski, a former Los Dos player, no less, who, you know, for another random fact, scored his first professional uh, goal here against Orange County. No He's less. also a Polish league champion. Yes. So, you know, maybe his exploits um, last year in our championship a little more helpful because he he was instrumental to that success, but it's good to see him coming back. So, yeah, it is it is very late in the year, Taylor, and I know a few weeks ago I think I said this is probably over, and it's a good good time to maybe get the team to gel and figure out who you want to keep and figure out maybe a system that'll work with the players that we can realistically bring back and uh, and figure out something else. But Brian Olaski's back. Brent Richards is returning. I've heard from a certain uh, bearded man on this podcast perhaps that uh, some heavy metal Miko might also be returning. I um, talked to him Saturday night. Um, previous week, uh, he had a little bit of a back issue going on, and he went out and played the 60 minutes, and this is straight from him. Uh, he played the 60 minutes, and he almost couldn't walk afterwards, but um, Saturday night, he said he was feeling great, and he said he would be back in the lineup this weekend against Landon Donovan, San Diego Loyal. I guess I'll drink to that at this point. Just understand, if you give me the opportunity to speak, I'm saying it. Oh, well, that might be the last time we call on you on this <laughs> podcast. Speaking of returns, Ugo Coley returned to the score sheet, which is special. I think he's had a lot of opportunities this season. I think some of those have been pretty difficult. Some of those have been pretty clear-cut. Can we talk about his goal for a minute? That was far from the easiest chance that he's been presented with this season, and yet he put that away first time just around the keeper, but just inside the post. I mean, that was that was some finish. Cameron? I mean, I, myself, didn't, I, I got to remember what the goal was like. All right, Larry, um, since you were there and you already remember it, <laughs> we'll give Cameron some time to go watch it. Ugo's or, Ugo's or Kubo's? Yes, Ugo's. Ugo's. Oh, that was beautiful. Just another nice little through ball from uh, from Milan. And just a really nice left-footed finish. Just slipped it right past the goalie. Now, I will, and Andy mentioned this as well, um, you got to give credit to uh, young Ian Hoffman. Ian Hoffman could have stolen that goal from our boy. Here it comes up right here. Just this little pass and this bam right here. And Ian's running up, and he could have stolen that goal and tapped it in himself. And instead, he let it go ahead and roll in. First uh, first goal in 12 games for Ugo um, in his 100th appearance. So good for him. Just, you know, Ugo's a class act, and it's so great to have a guy like him on the team. Um, he's smiling. He's having a good time. He's really feeling that, uh, filling that role that uh, Thomas Enavoldson filled later in the season last year, coming in for 30, and being a difference maker. He hasn't been putting the ball in the back of the net all that often, but he's still a difference maker every time he comes out on the pitch. You know, if he keeps putting them away like that, I have to think that if you're a defender playing Orange County and it's 65 minutes gone and you see him get subbed on, you're probably starting to get worried because he is going to drop really deep. I mean, he is the guy that actually gets the key pass for his own goal, which is was amazing. You know, 15 yards deep into our own half, plays the ball off and then makes a blistering run and puts it away first time. And that's, that was really something. And I have to think like, you might actually be a little bit terrified. So that should bode well 
for Orange County moving forward, um, just taking a glance at the stats from this game really quick. If this bores you, just skip a few minutes ahead. Um, eight shots on target, which is the highest in a while that I've actually seen. Obviously, five of those went in, so that usually is the case. When you score five, a few more are going to be on target. Is this the best finishing that we've seen since the Tulsa match? Is this the best finishing we've seen all year? Taylor? I mean, I definitely think so. Didn't we have a game that we had zero shots like on target like not too long ago? So yeah. So so like I mean it's it's insane. It's just like when you when you're coaching the littles, you know, the little kids, you're like every shot you you get, like take a shot if you're in front of the goal, shoot. And it's almost like that, like continues on, you know, like it's, it's a real thing. Like if you're in front of the goal, you go to shoot. And this is what we got to see this time. And yeah, we have some off, but like, of course you're going to have off. You're not going to have like 10 shots on goal every, like and zero off target, you know? So like, I'm glad to see that they're acting on these opportunities and that's how he gets go- like goal scored. I mean, if you sit back and have, even if we had a perfect defense and we're not shooting, we're still not going to win. You can't win with zero. So, like, it, I think it's great that we're finally starting to pull everything together. And, and yeah, I think it's probably the best attacking that I've seen all year from them. Yeah, you, you can't win with zero. Um, I guess in theory you can advance on pens, but we're a little too early in the year for that one. So we have to start scoring goals to, to get to that point, and we can set up shop. Um, speaking of setting up shop, there was quite a bit of that 61 to 39% possession proving ever more so that possession is a garbage stat. It's all about what you do with that. And I think, again, to call back to that Ugo pass, it's really all about what you do with it. Because if you don't have the ball a lot, but you're just taking one touch, laying it off, and then, you know, a, a nice run against the run of play. Yeah, you know, you do that a couple times and teams are going to stop pressing us so high up the pitch, which gives us a little bit more space, which means it's easier to play those passes and... You know, it's it's a good statement for Orange County. It's a good statement for, for Kubo to get some confidence back, for Ugo to get some confidence back, for Milan to continue his uh, potential gold boot run, and maybe just a little bit for other teams to start fearing us some more. Cameron, you raised your hand. It's not school time yet, but uh, let's hear from you anyway. Remember, remember we played against Land Donovan, San Diego Loyal, and he kept saying how much possession they had when we were on when the when they when we were at home and we still beat them like you know it matters it matters to it matters to that dude so i think it matters to some other people and i appreciate you not saying it again because i'm out of booze and uh, it's all the way downstairs so there's no way i can do that while still hosting the show um yes larry any final thoughts you were there you're one of probably 30 people wearing orange, you know, 25 of which were probably involved with the club in some <laughs> official paid capacity. Uh, what, yeah. was, what was the night like? You know, tell us for all the people who weren't cool enough to make it in. Uh, it was it was really a lot of fun. It was uh, it was exciting for Grayson uh, in particular to get to go down on the pitch in this, you know, this huge, I mean, to him, huge. If you've been to Old Trafford, 27,000 is not huge. But this is a huge stadium uh, for what he's used to. And getting to go down on that pitch and being right there in the action, it's its really a very special thing. And um, uh, getting lucky enough to be one of the 25 or five people who weren't involved in an official capacity 
Um, it, it's really, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And getting to watch it when Milan came down with that pass from Alex on his, uh, on his second goal. I mean, it was literally, he's running right at me with the ball. Um, and I was able to watch it and I actually heard that man's ankles break, uh, which was fantastic. I, you could hear the snap and I was, you know, 12 yards away from it. And then just to watch him pull up and take that patience and then just fire with the left foot. Just so much fun. And I don't know if Russell's watching tonight or not, but boy, could you hear Russell echo throughout that entire stadium. And that was very cool as well. So yeah, a lot, a lot of fun. Overjoyed to be one of the few people to get to be there. Yeah, that was, it was pretty cool. It was really well taken too. Um, he was not far out and then to score near post. Yeah. Is wow. I mean, confidence is running high there. So I'm, I'm over the moon. Anyone, any final thoughts about this game? Any final got, thoughts about some padded seats if you're in the comments? Milan's got that dog in him. That's all. Incredible, incredible insight from Cameron, just as we expect. Can you go turn on a toothbrush or something while you're at it? Maybe start playing a tuba in the background of the show. Anything crazy for us? All right, season scoring predictions. I have no idea what the numbers are here. I'm rather unprepared. This is usually Brad's area as he's the chief nerd of the podcast. Alan has uh, usurped my role. I think he got the Galaxy 2 score right, so he's got me by a point, but a certain child of yours, Larry. No, actually, that's me. That's just me. Oh, it's you. It's It's just you. It's it's his name, but it's me. You're welcome. And that's because I hate to say it, but I bet against our team several times earlier this season. It turned out I was right. I felt bad that I was right, but I was right. It, it is a little unfortunate when you're trying to win a game and you realize the best chance to do that is to unfortunately bet against the side that you like. But I understand this is a thing and, and other nations, Taylor probably can't directly tell us that she's uh, <laughs> bet, but <laughs> certainly I know if you're really loving your team, it's not uncommon to bet against them. So you're happy no matter what the result is. Um, elsewhere, man, Nathan, Logan, Michael Rodriguez and Blaine not doing not doing poorly. I mean, Nathan's doing better than I am. Logan's doing better than I am. And uh, the rest of you are quite close. I mean, Ray's really, really bringing up the rear here in the podcast. And I refuse to judge any of you who have put in one or two recommendations or, or some recommendations that haven't panned out so far because anything is still possible. And uh, if I keep betting against Orange County and they keep winning like 5-2, 5-3, um, you know, I might find myself bottom of this little prediction table. Um, I'll see what our producer has lined up for us next, but just so everyone's aware, we haven't actually moved anywhere on the table yet. Still 22 points from 21 uh, matches played, just the five wins. But this one, this one felt special. Um, maybe we can go on a little run here because, you know, that – Butterfly team from from the desert, not too far from us, is is in tenth somehow. So it's a chaotic year here in the simulation, and uh, anything really is possible in the last little two and a half months as we've got until the playoffs begin. Ray says he still has a chance. I guess I guess so, but when I say that anyone has a chance, I meant anyone anyone but Ray. All right. Um, random soccer news. We are we're going through a blistering pace, which is the that's the Dylan effect, everyone. So you're all very welcome. 
Anyone. I mean, I'm sure Cameron has some random soccer news. Random soccer news. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo is not wanted by anybody else but Manchester United. Uh, I mean, you know, it's someone, it, I think it's someone, you know, who should read a wrinkle in time. I think uh, Ronaldo hasn't, I think he's still, he, I think Ronaldo, he just, he just doesn't get it that he's 37 years old. You know, it's like, dude, I get it. Like, but then also, you know, um, Bales and LAFC scoring some goals. Uh, substitute uh, Tottenham. There it so, is. There it is. There um, it is. Even, even, even Paris is going to be the unsung player of the season. We're cooking. Great. We made it 40 minutes. I thought we could make it a whole podcast without Ray being here. I know he's been in the comments, but no. Cameron had to get in there too. Because if there's anything sixth place is, it's just talking incessantly about how great your club is. And that's why they're in sixth. Taylor, any fun stuff from a, a certain northern part across the pond or anything on your mind anyway? Um, I've been lightly following the women's UEFA um, tournament, but with the timings of it and work, it's just not been uh, friendly to watch games. But I did see uh, people from Scotland I'll, it's hard for me to say, but I saw that England won 4-0 today and there was a pretty, pretty cool goal with a nice little back heel through a defender and then through the keeper's legs right into the back net. So it's hard for me to say, but well done to them for that win today. Yes, uh, that's Alicia Russo for anyone who didn't catch it. Please go and watch it. Why tap it in when you can do that instead and find yourself at the top of a highlight reel for hopefully the rest of the year because that that was something special. Um, I hope there's a chance Orange County starts scoring goals like that. Larry, my bearded friend, is there any random soccer news in your mind or in your beard? <laughs> uh, Suarez is not going to LAFC. Uh, it's it's not going to happen. That was a lot of th- that was a big thing that was being discussed. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. But more importantly, Sunderland, my team, finally out of League One and back in the Championship. A couple of nice signings, a couple of young kids, a goalie named Alex Bass and a striker named Ellis Sims. Both of them with really nice potential. Both of them. Just babies, babies, uh, 20 and 21 years old, I think. So very exciting time for the Black Cats. I'm I'm thrilled for you back in the championship where they will remain for probably eternity. Um, yes, but you know who won't be there? Probably Luton when, when they get promoted this year. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Um, we can all pour out any remainder of our drinks that's left. I would if I could for Aaron Ramsey's 400,000 pound a week contract with Juventus. Uh, rest in peace to a Welsh legends contract and uh, good luck to him and his Welsh teammate Gareth Bale at the World Cup this year. Seriously, I don't even know what I would do with that much money over the course of a month. Um, if anyone has any ideas, you can... Wouldn't you love to find out? Have some, you know, just experiment? You know, I think if I made that much money, I could probably afford a house here in Orange County. <laughs> Probably, it's not a guarantee. The no, it's studio. It's studio apartment. It's, it's studio. still going to be a studio, studio apartment, studio. or a really, really seedy condo. Certainly, nothing near the Great Park. Now that this is completely derailed, it's 
random thoughts time. Larry, please go first. Uh, to everybody who has gone and followed Grayson's uh, Instagram photography page, thank you very much. Um, he's really having a great time. Uh, he's learning a lot, and he's really starting to get a feel on how to take sports photography. So if you have not yet gone and followed the Instagram page, it is j.graysonphotography, and that is on Instagram. Um, go and check out the shots. Like them. Uh, comment. If you don't like them, comment anyway. I don't care. Uh, but just uh, just go on and follow the page. Um, he's he's very proud of his work. And surprisingly, there is a sponsor from the team who contacted us earlier today and is offering Grayson money to, in fact, get pictures, get action photos with this sponsor's um, uh, uh, board there on the on the sidelines. So, uh, kid might make some money, and he's been you know a photographer for three weeks. Go that is certainly more professional than any of us who have, have ever been here at the Orange and Black Soccer cast. The, the, last, the last time I got paid for taking a picture, uh, I was in the Army, and it was back in 1997, and I had here and then here. I would love to see a photo, but ultimately I want that beard forever. Um, Cameron, as someone who has probably never or has been paid pennies for their work in soccer media, you get the next random thought. All right, this is like a random thought rant. Like, I know that, like, I know it's not a big deal in hindsight, but it just irks me to no end. Like, when you're cooking in the microwave and you take it out before zero, can you please clear the time? Like, just, just, it's like, doesn't, doesn't cost a penny. Doesn't, doesn't cost anything. Doesn't cost anything. Just like I don't know. Just like I don't want to click the thing and it says like I'm like it's just 27 seconds. I'm like, just know the time you have to cook the damn thing, hit to zero, and just be done with it. Just be done with it. Just be done with it. Like I'm I'm Yet another white man has stood on a soapbox and waxed poetic about something that truly, truly does not matter. Um, I gotta, I gotta say that might be the the worst random thought we've ever had. Taylor, certainly, you have something, perhaps better. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, my son had a game on Saturday. He's goalie. Uh, following in his mother's footsteps and he played absolutely amazing um everyone was super proud of him which is great but i will say that his favorite saying since then has been what a save and we hear that at least 50 times a day now just going what a save what a save what a save so that's that's our treat and that's my random thought because it's stuck in my head now (laughs) i hope he just heard you even if he's in bed and i hope he's saying it now um I just want to say, somehow, without Ray, we've had a Spurs comment and a children's soccer comment. So it's truly as if he is permanently here in spirit, um, which isn't that just wonderful. My random thought is a book recommendation, but don't worry, don't skip just yet. It's actually about soccer. It's called Pep Confidential. I don't really care your thoughts about him or Man City, um, but it is quite good. Um, He let a journalist uh, just join him for his first season. with Byron and it, it is it is quite good. So 
please um, go find yourself or come find me and um, borrow it. It's quite good. I guess that does it. We've, we've somehow made it to the end of a podcast 10 minutes ahead of schedule because Ray wasn't asking three minute questions. Uh, Ray from the East Coast somewhere has offered us his random thought. The 38th floor of a building is scary high. Thank you for that, Ray, from wherever you are. And um, it's random, though. It's random, though. That is very random. random. Yes. Taylor, where can we find you anywhere? Do you want to be found anywhere? Where can we find you if that is the case? Um, oh, you know, I don't even know what my, my Twitter is. Is it? I think it might be Taylor. Oh, I think it's Taylor made with two R's and two A's. Okay. And if it's not, I'm sure you can find her uh, in the County Line Coalition in the coming weeks. Well, Larry, absolutely. where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fat Guy Running, and you can find me on Instagram at The Butterfast, and you can find Grayson on Instagram at j.graysonphotography. Beautiful. Cameron, where can we find you and your beloved history podcast? Well, my personal Twitter is at what Cameron said. Instagram is simply known as Cam, and our my mouthful of history um, Twitter handle is a mouthful of his one. I might make a mouthful of his too, just to be just to be different for you. Um, you can't find me anywhere these days, and that's just how I like it. So, for uh, for everyone here. <laughs> And for Ray, who is in the beyond, um, thank you for being with us this week. Is this is this how it ends? Is it? Do I say this is the Orange Black Soccer Cast? And I think do, do, for, do for the culture. I don't think that's it, but uh, I believe this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are definitely out. Oh.